I'm delighted to welcome everyone to the Top Golfer podcast uh, presented by Flogas. It's actually our second series in episode nine, and we're going straight to the top tonight. We've got all the heavy hitters in. The Dermot, <laughs> Dermot Sennett, uh, Tournament Director for the Top Golfer Tour, John Rooney, Managing Director of Flogas Ireland, and European Tour star Cormac Sharvin. So, welcome everyone. How are you all doing? Doing good. Thank you. Good. Good. Uh, I'm going to start with you. Um, we're in 2021, 2020 almost. Um, we just want to forget about it. It was a tough year for everyone, uh, both on and off the golf course. But we're pretty close to getting back to golf. You must be excited for uh, Conquer Wood in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, sure. You know, I guess. To, as a summary of 2020, it was uh, obviously a, a difficult time for everybody in the golf industry. Uh, from Top Golfer Tour side of things, we uh, we used the kind of time to uh, work on a few things on our side, which was uh, a brand new website, creating this lovely podcast series uh, by our anchorman. Uh, <laughs> we we uh, we. <laughs> So we wanted to keep the engagement with the community of golfers, and we did so through through the through online media. Um, but we did get the tour back out in August. We managed to pull together uh, when the courses reopened in August. We pulled together uh, kind of August and September kind of mini series. Uh, we got to have our flow gas order merit, and we got to uh, run nine events, and we got to have a, an order merit champion who was Owen Marsden from Tullamore Golf Club. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to have our tour championships. It was scheduled for October, but the lockdown came in again. Um, and we postponed it once, then we postponed it again, and then we postponed it again. And our last throw to dice was April this year, where we tried to run the 2020 tour championships, but just golf wasn't at uh, where, where we had hoped it would be. So unfortunately, we postponed the championships. But uh, we're delighted to say that Drew's Glen will host the Tour Championships for 2021 uh, this year. And yeah, as you rightly say, it's going to kick off in Conquer Wood uh, on the 13th of June. Um, we're really pumped about the Tour this year. We're really excited. We have new venue partners and new sponsor partners, um, which I can touch on later on. But yeah, we're, we're raring to go and can't wait to get back out there. What's the feedback been like, Dermot, from, from all the players kind of hanging in? Waiting in the wings, so to speak. Do you know what? It's funny because uh, we were due to have the events starting in April um, in, in Bunclody and in Parascourt. And uh, I know that uh, players were, uh, we had to postpone those events. Obviously, now they're pushed into kind of later into the summer season. Uh, but already the phones were ringing and the emails were coming in. And uh, <laughs> we were, we're kind of having to tell everybody just, calm down, hold on, we're not ready to, to go yet. Uh, so the demand is most definitely there. Uh, right. Players can't wait to get back out. I think we've all missed this game. And when you deal with the top amateur competitive individual, they're, they're raring to go and, and the appetite is most definitely there. Brilliant. Well, con continued success, Dermot. Look forward to getting going. But, you know, all these championships, tournaments, events don't happen without sponsorship. And John Rooney has been a, an amazing um, sponsor in Irish golf, not alone at you know grassroots level, um, but with Cormac, you know, from junior golf all the way up to the European Tour. And John, um, 
how has how has COVID affected uh, yourselves and Flowgas, and how excited are you to, to still be involved uh, at, so, at so many different levels uh, on the on the golfing circuit? Sure, there you go. Um, well, I'd say it's uh, it's Flowgas who are sponsoring golf rather than me. <laughs> Um, but uh, in fact, I think my own my own involvement at golf goes back uh, um, when I was at Kellogg's back in 1998, 1999, 2000. And, and we sponsored a few fellas on tour, such as yourself, <laughs> Peter Larry, McGinley. And we were actually Graham McDowell's first sponsor with um, Nutrigain bars. And, and uh, I think it actually coincided with some of your... Uh, some of your best years on tour, actually, in your case, in McGinley's case. So um, I took a positive experience from that. And then when I joined in, in joined Flowgas in 2014, uh, they were already involved in uh, sponsoring an Irish Junior Open Series. So I spoke to the marketing team and they said they'd had a positive experience with that. And I said, well, look, we should look, look at going a bit beyond that. Um, so we got involved, really, I suppose, at a couple of levels, you know, at the elite level. Uh, Cormac uh, turned pro there in early 16, so we, we, we were happy to, you know, uh, support him, particularly as he set, as he set off on his journey on, on the Challenge Tour initially and now, of course, on, on full tour. Um, but also we sponsored uh, the Irish Amateur Open, the Flowgas Irish Amateur Open, and then also a pro-am uh, for club professionals, which gives us an opportunity to entertain uh, customers and guests and, uh, uh, at a different venue each year. So again, really positive experience with sponsorship of golf. And then we came across Dermot and the Top Golfer Tour. We felt that was just something that was missing. We we were involved at elite level maybe and and uh, at junior level, but you know we wanted to sort of focus on on your typical club golfer, and that's where Dermot's Top Golfer Tour really really sort of uh, ticked a lot of boxes for us. So yeah, our involvement with golf has been um, across different levels and. Uh, Last year was, you know, a real setback. We obviously the Flogas Irish Amateur Open was was cancelled. The the Flogas Pro Am was uh, cancelled, um, and Top Golfer Tour, you know, uh, was probably a bit more stop start. But look, that just reflected everything that's happened in our business as well. Um, our, our 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 primary, I don't say our primary business, but our core business in terms of where we uh, are best known for is around LPG. And we supply mm. a lot of what we call off-grid or rural customers with their energy needs, gas, liquid gas. And a lot of them are in, in the hospitality sector. So it was very, very, you know, very sad and, and distressing actually to see so many customers literally just shut up shop for four months, six months, eight months, restaurants, coffee shops, the likes. So, um, but we are gradually seeing them coming back, uh, back on stream. Everyone's getting excited about the reopening gas orders are coming in uh, but not only that you know their customers have been asking us to try and uh, see if we can help in some way maybe with delayed delayed payments and stuff like that so we're just trying to help out wherever we can and because this is a critical year for that hospitality sector yeah. so um look it's great to see the back of 2020 we came through it okay we didn't have to make any layoffs or anything like that we, we just uh, got everybody plugging in we've branched out into natural gas and electricity in the last few years particularly on the domestic side and uh, obviously with people working from home, you know, their increased energy consumption at home probably helped us on that side. It's still a smaller part of our business, but it's growing, growing rapidly. So when we put the two together, we were able to um, keep everybody employed, keep our sponsorships going, um, keep our support going for other initiatives like the men's sheds or the Paralympics as well. So um, we just didn't want one year to really, you know, just tear everything out of our support programs. And thankfully we've been able to do that and, and we'll just carry on now right throughout 2021. That's great, John. Thanks very much for for uh, your continued support. Um, and I, I I just think it's so important. It's so easy for for companies to come in and kind of chase the the cream of the crop, but to 
to have such a broad cover of sponsorship from, you know, the seven, eight-year-olds in the Irish Junior Open to all the way through to, to our next guest, uh, <laughs> Mr. Cormac Sharvan, former Irish amateur champion. Hey, all right. And I was thinking about you, uh, Cormac, a couple of weeks ago when the Walker Cup was on. Uh, your year was 2015. You must have got some good vibes back watching that. Yeah, I seen a, I seen a little bit of it. I watched a bit of Mark Parr and John Murphy. Obviously, held their own. Um, yeah, I mean, I think probably still to this day, it's probably one of the greatest golfing memories I think I'll maybe ever have. Um, it was such a cool weekend. Like the whole week, it nearly, nearly went too fast with it only being yeah. two days. But um, yeah, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, I managed to play really well um, under that high pressured environment so i i really just relished the whole experience and obviously to, to beat the americans pretty comfortably around i think it was a record victory on um at lytham was was great what advice cormac would you have for for john and mark if they decided to make the move into the paid ranks in <laughs> in the next in the next couple of years um god uh be ready <laughs> Yeah. Have plenty, have plenty of sponsorship. Um, now listen, lucky, I'm pretty lucky to have had John and, and Flo Gas look after me since I turned pro. Um, I obviously had a few maybe years that I struggled and 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 had years where I maybe had questions of what I wanted to do or, or things like this. And and I'm very grateful for um John and Flo Gas. They they've stuck by me and are obviously still sponsor me to this day. So that's I mean I'm very grateful for their their continued support. Your best finish uh, this season so far, because there's, there's plenty of, you know, obviously plenty of tournaments left to play in and some major championships, hopefully in Irish Open in the next in the next couple of months. But, but what have the challenges been, Cormac, for, you know, young guys like yourself get out on tour and, you know, the last kind of 18 months, well, not 18 months, 14 months, you know, the, the environment's totally different. How, how, how have you and the other guys tried to adapt to kind of call the time out on tour yeah it's it's i mean i'm sure it's very different to, to obviously when you were on tour and stuff gary and and i think a lot of it changed with me because i like even the years i played challenge tour i would never really i would try to avoid official hotels where i ha you have to stay now um i would always yeah. try to have like rent an apartment or rent, stay with a few guys outside the bubble so you can kind of then separate your golf and and your time away from the golf course you know because you kind of need that obviously you know yourself you kind of need your downtime um because obviously the the five or six hours that you're on the golf course is super intense and sometimes you need to just get away from it and obviously reflect and maybe think about how i can improve tomorrow and i think at this definitely at the start i think it's something i've maybe dealt with better now but at the start it was kind of golf 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 i mean you yeah. went for breakfast it was golfers you went for dinner it was golfers it, there was just no diversity in it um and that's something Divots, i really divots flying across the table yeah exactly um and i just kind of struggled to, to what to, how to deal with that um obviously I, i'm pr at this stage i'm actually really used to it i stayed at the belfry last week and it was actually quite an enjoy quite quite enjoyable um um but yeah it's it i mean i think it everyone's different and i think some players are probably relish that and, and really find it it suits them others might find it difficult because they are maybe there's obviously many different personalities and yeah 
I would say before COVID, I would have been that person who probably needed to get away from it. I've maybe got better at being around golf more and and maybe maybe it could be seen as a good thing. I mean, staying on site last week at the Belfry, I probably practiced more than I've ever done on a week of a week of a golf tournament. So it's I mean, it's there's there's positives and negatives to it, but I guess you just got to embrace it um, and hopefully hopefully results start to come my way. What's been your your favorite country to visit or favorite course to play since you've uh, been on tour? Ooh, um, I like playing golf in the UK and Ireland. Um, I just like the diversity of the weather and, and different. And to be honest, the Belfry is probably one of my favorite golf courses I think I've ever played last week. Really? Um, yeah, I thought it was incredible, the condition of it. It's the way it was set up. I don't know when the last time you were there, Murph. I probably had a fringe the last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was an yeah. incredible, incredible Tough. golf course. Yeah, really just good demand in golf course. Yeah. You had to drive it well, small greens, and just some. I think it's it's a golf course where there's probably four or five tee shots around where you stand up and go, I have to, <laughs> I, have, I have to hit one here or I'm done, yeah. you know. And I managed to hit a few bad ones, but <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we can learn from that. And um, what's your what's most uh, your most favorite country you've visited since you've been? Oof, um, probably Kazakhstan. Surprisingly, um, I played challenge tour there a few years ago, and Almaty was a really cool city. Um, I didn't. It's probably because I had zero expectations of it being okay. not great, and when I got there. It was, I thought the city was really nice. Obviously, in the, there's mountains, just like beautiful views. And yeah, I actually, actually really enjoyed that. Surprisingly, um, Almaty was nice and really good golf course. Didn't Stephen Brown win the Kazakhstan Open there back in 2000? And... Stephen Brown, he did, yeah. 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 He won the yeah, He was one of the team new to green guys. Yeah, I would say about two, maybe two. Tell you, he actually won and got his car to come out on tour. And his first year out on tour, Sean O'Flaherty, was his caddy, who is now Rory McIlroy's manager. Manager. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you would have to say a good career move for Sean, Stephen White. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The Browner. Browner, yeah. What a singer. Yeah, we, yeah that's right. Actually, yeah. yeah. We were at tour school in... 2009 I think in Girona um, and we couldn't get a flight home after the final round and we had to stay in Barcelona and we went down to a tapas, no maybe it was earlier maybe it was 2002 maybe yeah I think he had retired by, by then hadn't he yeah, but, yeah, 2002 yeah. Uh, and Damien McGrain and I uh, I think we got our cards and Stephen just missed out but well, we went to this tapas bar and we were having a couple of drinks. There was nobody in there, really. There was probably a few girls in the corner uh, chatting away. And next thing, Browner started singing. And I don't know if you've ever heard him sing. Yeah, he's a baritone. Yeah. He's a trained baritone, isn't he? Oh, it was yeah. unbelievable. Talking, like, he turned into Brad Pitt in about, <laughs> about four hours. It was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, uh, he, he used to weddings and uh, and That's when right. he was an amateur, try to fund himself. So right. he's a great guy, yeah. Brown. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and that's uh, yeah. I, I think um, I think that's the kind of 
the, the thing you've probably missed out on Cormac with the last kind of 14 months or so, there's such great variety, as you say, to the European tour. You know, it's it's great to go play somewhere, but you can get away and, and, and see the sights. And I guess with COVID, that's probably been the biggest challenge for guys just to get that release away from, from you know, having golf on your mind 24-7. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of it as well is you if there's a run of yeah. events and you feel like maybe that's too many events for me or there's yeah. no there's no point in coming home because you have to isolate at home so i think you end up probably playing more golf which is not a bad thing but it's just like even i, I remember when i got my card in 2019 off the challenge tour i would have went home a lot of sunday nights and had one or one or two nights at, at home um, yeah. and then flew back out tuesday whereas now you're you're kind of on the road with your with your suitcase and your clubs for four five weeks. I just get home on Sunday from five weeks on the on the spin. So, do you think there's any chance we'll get some crowds for the Irish Open this year? I hope so. Um, I heard that, I know the Opens. Going, I think the UK is obviously a little bit ahead of of Ireland, but I think I heard the Opens going to have crowds. Um, but I, it's hard to know, isn't it? Um, it would be nice to see. It's, it's. It, it, I don't think the Irish Open will feel the same without. Yeah, like your your best finish at the Irish Open was in probably one of the best Irish Opens. I would say probably, probably top. Certainly one of the top five Irish Opens we've had in the last twenty years in Lahinch with the place absolutely packed. You know, on a great links golf course, um, and just the excitement of. Uh, of playing in front of that crowd and stuff, it's. Uh, I'm sure you're desperate to get them back as soon as you can. Yeah, I think. I think generally, I I've proved that I I'm pretty good when I've got a big crowd. Um, it's actually something I've been kind of working on recently, is trying to get that bit between the, my teeth when it whenever it's whenever I'm not being stimulated by something from outside, like a crowd or things like that. It's, it's something I've been working really hard on recently. Just trying to feel like when I come off the golf course, I've left everything out there, um, yeah. rather than having like a lot of the times. If I'm feeding off a crowd, that that gets me Jeez. really yeah. gets me going. Whereas I think the hard part is, I think even Rory talked about it during when he came back. Obviously, he always plays in front of big crowds. Is it's just trying to create that, that those feelings in your belly that that kind of drive you, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure for you, for Dermot and John, they probably don't understand this because there's never anyone looking at you playing golf. <laughs> nope. No well, I suppose for a club golfer, it even happened to me there last weekend where uh, we were two ball and there was a three ball ahead of us, and they eventually, you know, called us through on a par three. So you're thinking, all right, just don't knock this one down. <laughs> um, that's that's our equivalent of, of <laughs> playing in front of a crowd, you know. As, as it turns out, I managed to hit the green, and, and like, whew, thank gosh for that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's so true though, because I always found it much easier to concentrate when there's a lot of people around. And even though you know there could be, you know, a few thousand people or ten thousand people or twenty thousand people, if there's if you're playing in somewhere quite obscure and there's only a couple of hundred walking around, they, they seem to make more noise in the wrong sense than, than uh, you know, thousands of people. So it's been a big challenge for, for all tour players. And I really, I really, because even just talking to the commentators, you know, the guys that are out there week in, week out, it, it just feels so abnormal for everyone. So I think uh, mm -hmm. once everyone gets that jab in their arm, we can, 
I got mine. I got mine last night actually out in the city west. So uh, excellent. It was quite a surreal right. experience being out there and being surrounded by seven hundred fifty-three year olds. We were all, we all looked at each other. We all knew we were fifty-three. You know, they all registered last Monday week, and um, some of some have aged better than others, shall we say? <laughs> so it's funny you mentioned the Hinch. Um, yeah. The Irish Open there, uh, Cormac's final round. I remember I woke up on that uh, Sunday morning in Wexford and I said to my wife, uh, I said, look, I need to get down to the Hinch. Cormac is in, a, he's got a, you know, if he wins this, you know, as a sponsor, you know, you know, yeah. we got we to get some, uh, uh, some publicity from this. And, and, you know, he was playing really well. So uh, we followed him around. Um, and of course, you were commentating there, Gary. But I mean, yeah. Cormac, I remember you actually played really well that day. You just you know, a couple of, just a few lip outs and a couple of little bad breaks. I think you finished what? It was at 11th or 12th and you got a nice check, but yeah, top 10 would have got you into the Scottish Open and possibly the Open in Port Rush, I think, because I, of the people I, who were ahead of you. I mean, it's yeah. just those fine lines between, yeah. I mean, imagine if you had got into Loch Lomond and Port Rush mm. and who, no. Yeah, no I, I think Port I remember so well. on, on Saturday, I was in the Open and in the Scottish Open. <laughs> Play had been stopped. Yeah. I was hoping for a hurricane to maybe hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that actually, that happened one year on the PGA Tour back maybe in the late 80s. There was a guy called, I think it was Bobby Clampett. And he needed to finish, I think, top four in his final event to keep his card. And he, I think Bobby was quite a religious bloke. And on the Saturday night, he prayed for rain and the final round got washed out and he finished third and kept his status. So <laughs> maybe you want, you want to get your mom to get the rosary beads out the next time. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, where's next for you, Cormac? Where's your, where's your next stop? Are you going to go to Denmark? Yeah, I'm heading to Denmark on Monday, I think. I actually, well, I hope so. I actually stubbed my toe I got an X round it yesterday, but it's only strained, so it's it's improving quickly. So I'm sure I'll be fit to play next week. So okay, excellent. Darren, uh, back to back to the top golfer tour. Yeah, uh, as we were saying earlier, obviously, um, hugely excited to get going and sure made possible undoubtedly with you know a great sponsorship like Flogas have provided for you. But we were chatting a little earlier about the players and. Um, What's the vibe been like? How are, how are you going to manage all these? They're going to be like wildcats chasing yeah. out through the head once we get started. It's very interesting because we're we're um, we're very like next week uh, we're going to release this kind of pod and and uh, and uh, a few different kind of promotions. We're also going to release our uh, you know opportunity to join the Order of Merit this year. We're, we're going to have our Flowgas Order of Merit again and. Uh, We've already my phone and email has been kind of you know people looking to kind of join and, and register and, and get going you know the, it's quite exciting and uh, yeah you know we've we've built a nice schedule for the players this year we're, we're going to we've a few new venues which I'll mention the Conquer Wood uh, the Heritage uh, and New Forest uh, all top venues and we're we're and we're we're staying with our flow gas customers as well players love uh, we've Sleeve Russell Drews Heap and Clody Parisport. And we're going to finish up in Rosslair um, in in early October as well, which is a, a cracking links. Rosslair is a fantastic links. One of my one of my um, one of my favorite times ever on the golf courses in Rosslair. There's a, a, a very good customer of um, of Flowgas at, at Knightsbrook. Uh, Patrick Kearns is the general manager up there, 
And for anyone who knows Patrick, he's he's probably probably the worst 15 handicapper in the common market, I'd say. But we played, a bunch of us played down in Ross Lair this day, and they had me off plus four handicap. And Patrick had the round of his life, and he had 41 points. And I was in the last group. There was, I think, about six four walls or whatever. And I shot 10 under for 42 points net to beat to beat. <laughs> To beat PC by one. So that's one of my finest achievements in golf. Take <laughs> a smile off his face. But um, Rosler is a fantastic course and has been a great supporter of amateur golf as well. So it's no surprise that um, they've accepted you this year. They have, which a is they have a 36 hole junior scratch from four to nine handicappers. And it's, uh, you know, for the low handicap golfers, of course, they love the 36 hole events, but mainly usually they're senior scratches. So to have a 36-hole junior scratch is a, is a cracking event. Um, you know, it's the, what I love about Ross Lair, um, and we're lucky with the venue partners we have, is they're passionate about running good scratch cups. And that's what it's all about. You know, the, the committee are regularly in, in touch with me. The competition secretary uh, is always kind of changing dates, trying to make sure it's the best kind of, uh, the best event it can be for the players. And and that passion feeds through to the to the, the competitors, and uh, you know, and that's why we're delighted to have them and, and the other venue partners on board. Uh, we've also got a few new sponsor partners, which I have to just touch base on as well, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Seed Golf has got come on board as our official golf ball, um, and we're going to give a, a golf ball out to every player at every event, so they can have a, a try of it, which is very cool. We're excited about that. Uh, Echo Ireland have come on board as our official golf shoe, so uh, they'll all be dressing to impress as they walk along the fairways this summer uh, and a new startup company called Pure Strike Tees uh, are come on board as well. So yeah, obviously Flowgas is our title partner and, the, and you know, thank you to John for, for his continued sponsorship of our tour, which makes the wheels go round. Um, but we're looking forward to getting out there with our new venues and new sponsor partners as well. So they'll, they'll be very comfortable walking around on their echoes looking for their seats. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Guys, it's been fantastic to have you all on. This is episode nine, series two. We're really looking forward uh, on the Top Golfer podcast to get some of the players on in the, in the coming weeks and um, listen to their stories and how their journey in golf uh, is going to Cormac. Have a fantastic remain, remainder of the season. Thanks, um, Hopefully that first one is just around the corner. And to John Rooney at Flowgas, thanks for your continued support. And Dermot, I will chat to you soon and stay safe, everyone.